Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, welcome to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 178, how to start a hobby. I hear a lot of you say, I wish I had a hobby, or I need a hobby, or I have no idea how to start a hobby, I'm 39 years old, or I have no idea how to start a hobby, I have a million children in no time. So many sentences about hobbies. We want them, we need them, but a lot of us don't have them or know how to get one. So that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna get a hobby, let's get a hobby. All right, so first question, why? Why do you need a hobby? You have to answer this for yourself, like everything else we do around here. There are so many reasons why you might want or need a hobby, but without naming the reason, you could very easily choose a hobby that just doesn't make sense for you. Some thoughts on why you might need a hobby. Do you need something that works a different part of your brain than normal? Do you need something that will slow you down or speed you up depending on the typical speed of your day? Is your brain the thing that is too fast or too slow in contrast with your schedule or your body? Do you want to feel good at something? Do you want to try something new, even though you'll likely not be great, but flexing that, uh, that imperfect muscle is just really good for your spiritual formation. There are just so many reasons why you might want a hobby. So name yours. Why, why do you want a hobby? Why does it feel important? Put words to that before you decide anything else. Okay. So that's the why now we move on to the when. Now, at first I had the what coming first. Like, I mean, we need to decide what the hobby is, right? But a lot of us have specific blocks of time that are available to fill with a hobby. Also, how often do you want to engage in your hobby? If your hobby is bird watching, but you only have time to engage in it at night, that's not going to work, right? Obviously, that's like a really weird example, but you get the idea. You need to think through your typical day and your typical week and see when you would like to engage in your hobby. Have a time sort of framework that makes sense. Now, it doesn't mean you're committing every evening from, you know, 7.30 to 9.30 to watercolors or whatever. But you can reasonably say that you could have time to do something on certain weeknights after the kids go to bed, right? Be flexible. Right now, you're just gathering information to see what makes sense and what will get you excited to do this thing that you want to do for your own reasons you have already named. Okay, so we did the the why and the when. Now we're going to do the what. What would be a good hobby that fits in your reasons for wanting a hobby in the first place and fits in the time that you have in your life right now? 
brainstorm some stuff. Ask a friend or a partner or a sister to help you come up with ideas. Don't commit to anything yet or automatically say no to something. Just brainstorm a list of possibilities and kind of sit with them. Or it may be that your hobby like is so crystal clear at this point, which that's great too. Just give yourself some space to choose what your hobby is and feel zero guilt about it taking a little bit of time. You're not really supposed to automatically know. It's okay if you don't automatically know. Also, remember that what you choose, it doesn't have to be the only way you spend your free time for the rest of your life. This is another situation where we put so much pressure on a thing to fulfill us forever, or it's going to work perfectly the first time, or it's going to give us the purpose we've been craving right away. But really, you might just cross stitch for three weeks and then be done. It doesn't have to be a massive thing, especially considering what your why is in the first place, right? Okay, so we've done the why, the when, and thinking about the what. And that's really all you need, isn't it? Depending on the hobby, you might involve a who, like someone to do it with. You might choose a where, if that's important for the hobby. But all of your other decisions are really based on on why you want a hobby when you have time to do one and what it actually is. Okay, so now what about how? How does one incorporate a hobby into one's life? If you have named your reasons and you've gone in the right order with how you make this very low risk decision, how you do it will feel a lot easier than trying to commit to some goal or finish line or something. A hobby is... It's supposed to be like a chill way to spend extra time. It's something that is only for the purpose of itself. It doesn't make you money. It doesn't make you an expert. It doesn't really have an end goal. It's just there for you to use for your own purposes when you need it and want to enjoy it. Like it's supposed to be enjoyable, you guys. So when I ask how, like how do you stick with your hobby and you're truly worried about that? I want to ask you to consider if you really want to do that hobby or if your expectations of yourself are hobby level expectations, right? Are you afraid to try watercolor because you want to be amazing and you uh, secretly hope that you're going to get like a little Etsy business out of it? Okay. Um, That's just fine if you want to get an Etsy business out of it. But you, if you pretend like you don't want that when you actually do, Your experience of your hobby is going to have a lot of unnecessary pressure because what matters isn't what really matters. So be honest about the purpose of this whole thing. Okay, so to wrap up in this very short episode, I'm going to share with you a hobby that I'm pursuing for the rest of 2020, just to give some context. Okay, so first my why. Why do I need a hobby? Why do I need a specific way to spend my time when I'm not working or managing a home or caring for tiny humans or, you know, doing those things that are lovely, but can drain me pretty quickly day after day. My why is that I want something that's slow, that has nothing to do with a computer, since so much of my job is in front of a screen. I want something that benefits my family because I I like to bring them into my stuff sometimes. I don't want to be too like isolated from them. And then I want something that builds on itself, but it doesn't require a regular schedule. So like I want to learn something 
and continue to grow and understand it more. But I want it to not be a big deal if I don't do my hobby for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? I need my own timetable for it. Okay, so those are my those are my reasons why I need to slow down. Now, what about when? Now, I actually have a lot of flexibility, weirdly, with my when. I have some nights, I have some mornings, I have some afternoons, I have some weekends. Like, I, I have a pretty flexible, varied life that doesn't really always follow the same patterns in, the, in terms of time. I'm home most of the time. So I'm not restricted by time in any particular way, which is good for me to name. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's day i'm wearing love note a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone and annie is wearing bouquet a shimmery pink that matches her personality plus olive and june's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20 percent off your first manny system that's o-l-i-v-e-a-n-d-j-u-n-e.com slash l-a-z-y-g-e-n-i-u-s for 20 percent off your first manny system This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. 
That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Rituals multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. Now, when I was thinking about my what, what am I going to do? Um, my list was very short. So this was what was on my list. I thought about knitting because I find knitting to be such a Laura Ingalls hobby. You know, I loved the little house books when I was a kid. I love things that feel homesteady, especially since, um, I don't know, I, like I would not be super great at living a homestead life, like all the things at one time. I mean, I don't garden. I feel like you need to be a gardener to be a homesteader. But that said, if you give me one thing, you know, like I like to do hobbies and pastimes that feel like they're from another age, that feel like they've been done for generations before me, which is why knitting was on the list. It's like the one thing I don't have to raise chickens to. I can just knit by itself. However, knitting is something I would do at the same time that I normally read, right? If I'm going to reach for knitting, that's actually when I would normally read um, on the couch at night, in the carpool line in a little break in the middle of cooking dinner. And I love reading more than I love knitting. I know this already because I've tried knitting before and I would rather reach for a book. Now, could I do both? Sure. You know, life can be accepting of two hobbies. That's fine. But I already desire more reading in my life. So taking that time away for knitting, it just doesn't make a lot of sense for me personally as I thought about it. I did for a hot second think about gardening as I often do when I want to get a hobby, but I dismissed it like pretty much right away because it's almost winter and gardening requires, you know, like sun and stuff, I guess. And then also it requires regularity, which is one of those things I don't want. You know, you can't forget about your garden for two weeks. I have, it doesn't work. It's just not for me, but it did pop up as an option because it always does. Um, because it's, it follows those things that I said, that it's of the earth and it's from generations before and it's very slow and all of that. But when I thought about my why and the time that I have and what I want from this, it just helped me realize this is still not the time to do it. This is still not the time to try and be a gardener. All right. So my hobby, the one that I like, I kind of already do a little bit. I have done at various intensities over the years is baking. I love baking so much. I haven't done it a lot lately. Um, for a really long time, I was baking a lot of desserts and then I just stopped. I still, I still bake my chocolate chip cookies. They're on the blog. Um, but baking desserts in general, it just hasn't, it hasn't been serving me in the way that it used to, but do you know what does? Do you know what is grounded and centuries old? What can happen at various times of the day, but doesn't have to happen regularly for it to count? Do you know what is slow and calming and also benefits my family, bread, bread does all those things. So my hobby for the rest of 2020 is to bake more bread. 
Specifically, I am going to bake my way through a book by one of my favorite Instagram follows, Bonnie O'Hara from Alchemy Bread. She has a book called Bread Baking for Beginners. And even though like I have a decent understanding of baking bread, I've, I've done it. I still want to sort of start from the beginning and experience the process of learning to bake from the most basic breads to the more difficult ones, which is how her book is laid out. I can do this at my own pace. My entire family likes bread. Every single human in my family likes bread. I rarely feel more excited about being home than when bread is baking. It just, it just makes the house feel like home. And Bonnie is like the kindest, best teacher. So it just all seems to work out. Now, here's something important to notice. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this hobby. This is not work for me to try and fit it into my life or stick to a schedule or anything like that. Please remember to put a hobby in its proper place. It is lovely and enjoyable. It is something you look forward to. Naming it and doing it is just simply giving intention to something that matters to you at a pace and for a purpose that makes sense in your life right now. If you have to force yourself into a hobby, I just don't think it's a hobby. It's, it's something that's carrying weighty expectations you haven't named yet. And you're allowed to do it for a little while and then stop, you know, or do it for a while, put it down for weeks and weeks, and then pick it up again for no reason other than you want to. If you feel pressure from your hobby, I'm just not sure it's the right hobby for you. So just take your time and be kind as you make your choices with it. For a long time, I was doing, um, like at the beginning of pandemic, especially, I was doing pen drawings of trees. Uh, that was like my thing. Several nights a week, I would just go out on my porch and draw a tree. <laughs> like, I don't know. Were they great? No, I don't know. But I loved it. Uh, the drawings weren't very good. I mean, actually, honestly, I don't even know if they're good. But drawing a good tree wasn't the point. Drawing a tree was. And then I stopped and I haven't done one in several months. Does that mean it was the wrong hobby? No, it just means it served me until it didn't. So I stopped. There's no failing, no, uh, not carrying out your goals or sticking to a plan or whatever. Hobbies are kind. Hobbies don't want your stress. Just do something fun that brings you joy until it doesn't anymore. But if you need some direction on what it is, do what we just talked about in this episode. Ask yourself first why you want a hobby and when you want to enjoy it. And from there, you can name what you might do. And then just try it out. That's the right order for this. And remember, we learned in the lazy genius way that going in the right order is a principle that can be applied to so many things, including choosing a hobby. Another principle from the book that applies here is to start small. If you want to knit, don't buy every color of yarn and 20 needles and three instruction books. Buy one thing of yarn, whatever they're called. Uh, buy like one set of needles and then try something simple like a scarf, you know, start small. If you start big with a hobby, you will likely quit and then feel guilty for buying all the stuff that you needed to start it big. So start small. I hope this gives you some permission to engage in a hobby for no other reason than it's fun because that's what hobbies are for. Just choose based on what matters to you. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. 
And if you haven't read The Lazy Genius Way, I will put a link in the show notes for you to check it out. Uh, It's a book I wrote that came out uh, in August of this year. It has almost uh, 650 reviews on Amazon, which is amazing. It is a New York Times bestseller, which is still insane as well. Um, But the point, the reason I'm telling you this is because people have really loved this book and have really resonated with this way of approaching life. It is practical, it is helpful, it's full of permission, and I encourage you to check it out if you haven't yet. All right, y'all, until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra, and I'll see you next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.